Okay, so um, in the last episode, uh, last episode, I had um, we were talking about the Sixteenth Amendment, um, which is the uh, income tax, and uh, we had in that I had I didn't do any research for that. I just had th- brought it up in the podcast, and um, it and I because my friend had brought it up in my history class, um when when the stamp act was going on and on the stamp act i'm actually gonna uh google that real quickly anyway so the stamp act was being um uh was being brought up talked about um and anyway so uh they um they they my friend had brought up um something about the 16th amendment and it being illegal uh and we talked about it and we did a lot of research actually like during the podcast. Um, and we, we settled on the fact during the podcast that it wasn't illegal, like the income tax wasn't illegal. Um, then we did some, then I did some more research on it after the podcast. Um, and somebody actually messaged me, like I did a really, a lot of in-depth research on it. And um, technically the income tax is illegal uh, because Here's why. Because taxes were not created until uh, – um, okay, hold on, let's see. Let me see what it says. Uh, taxes were not created until the First World War. So when they when they established the, the um, Stamp Act – or not Stamp Act, but the, um, the uh, 16th Amendment, it um, was the income tax, and it was in the um, – the, uh, Declaration Declaration of Independence, and that was um, uh, signed way before the World War happened. Um, so yeah, income taxes technically are illegal. Um, so yeah, that answers that question. Anyhow, um, so uh, we have this is episode ten of the podcast, um, and we are on Spotify and podcast i'm trying to get this podcast on google and apple podcast we're just having a lot of difficulties doing it um they they have the everybody has the um the email to this podcast like the people who provide our podcast on spotify and apple and whatnot um they 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 provided it or they they had the email and they were supposed to um uh they were supposed to um, email us when we are uh, when if we get accepted or if we don't. Um, I'm trying to actually find out uh, how many of y'all are subscribed and not subscribed. Um, okay, so not subscribed is 33.7% of y'all are not subscribed that are watching this podcast. So hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, um, and it, drop drop some comments down below of what you want us to talk about. Um, there's lots of things we can talk about, whether it be about God, <clears throat> um, hunting, fishing, and then, like I said, this this podcast is not just a hunting and fishing related podcast. We talk about a lot of things on this podcast. Um, <clears throat> now, keep them, keep, please keep the the questions normal and not dumb. Um, and I say that by inappropriate questions or something stupid like that. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, yeah, um, 60, I'm sorry, 
3% of y'all are not subscribed watching this podcast. So hit that subscribe button. And 66.3% of y'all are subscribed watching this podcast. Um, Yeah, if you're watching on Spotify, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, I'm pretty sure you can leave us a um, review oh. on there. That may just be on Apple Podcasts. I'm not 100% sure. But if you can, leave us a review. You can follow on- comment on YouTube. Do what? You can, follow, you can follow on Spotify. Okay, yeah, follow us on Spotify. I know you can follow on Spotify, but I don't know if you can leave, like, a rec- a um, review like you can on Apple Podcasts. Not sure. Anyway, um, if you can, do it. If not, whatever, just follow us on here. Um, but, like I said, today is episode 10 of the podcast, and we will not be having a podcast next week on episode 11 and 12 because I'm going to be out of town Um Noah, I don't. I think he's got something to do. Um, so yeah, we won't have a podcast next week. So that's going to suck. But anyway, um, we have Ross on tonight again. Uh, we were supposed to. So last podcast, um, it was supposed to just be me and Noah when we talked about Revelation. Um, but that never that didn't work out because Noah wasn't feeling good. Um, and we were supposed to have Ross on tonight anyhow as a guest. So, uh. Let's see how many people who who have we had on the podcast. Let's see, we've had Sam England, Ross, Sam, Sumner, me. Oh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, I believe that's it. Um, and we're working on some more people to get on. Like we got one person to get on that we're trying to get on. Um, right now it's just really kind of difficult to have that person on. Um, just with where they live and whatnot. But anyhow, uh, yeah. So today we're talking about deep sea fishing with Ross. Because if y'all don't know, Ross does a lot of deep sea fishing. Um, I have actually never been deep sea fishing in my life. Um, I've done a lot of types of fishing, a lot of big fish. Been around a lot of ginormous fish in my lifetime. My biggest fish like that I've ever caught is 300 and something, 350-pound stingray, a uh, monster stingray. Um, actually, next month will be uh, the no- November the they will it. November the sixth will be the day, exactly a year that I caught that fish. Um, so yeah, it was a hammer. We were red. We were actually red fishing that week. Um, and uh, yeah, we never, we never caught any red fish. We caught. We actually wind up catching a lot of quality, um, fish. Just no red fish. Um, we caught a lot of cool, uh, sheep's head, um drums black drums no no red fish which kind of sucked because literally it was so annoying i'd seen these people on facebook at this i'm not actually i'm not gonna say the name of it because i don't want to give away this spot it's a really good spot i don't want to give away um but at this spot these people had been posting fish of redfish that they'd caught like 40 inch redfish monsters that they had caught for weeks like weeks in advance and literally Two days before – no, I take that back. A day before we got there. Okay, because, see, we we are we got there, and then but we never did go to this pier till the next day. But that day we arrived there, um, this dude had caught this 65-inch redfish off this pier. <laughs> I mean, it was a monster, and they caught four of them that size. We went down there – I told my dad, because see, my uncle's caught him before. I told my dad, I said, dude, we fixed to smack him. We got, because my, my uncle had talked to the dude that um runs, that doesn't, he runs a bait shop down there, um, and he keeps up with what people are catching. And he had gotten the exact information 
that was needed. And I told my daddy, I said, we got what we need. We got the right rod. We got the right gear. The weather's going to be right. We're fixing to smack them. Get ready. Didn't get a single bite. Not good. I mean, besides giant stingrays, we didn't get a single bite. Um, And I told my daddy, I said, either we just got sold out by the bait shop owner or they know something we don't. Because we didn't get a single bite from a redfish at all. Other than drum, other than black drums and sheep's head that, and um, a few whiting. That was about it. And we, we caught a really big stingrays. We caught two big giant stingrays. Actually, I will say, we lost something really big. It was not a stingray. It was something – it may have been a really big redfish. It had gigantic head shape. It broke a 100-pound leader. Um, For sure. It could have been a shark. Uh, that's what I'm thinking it was because we were using cut bait. Um, so I'm thinking it was like a gigantic shark. Uh, it broke a 100-pound um, fluorocarbon leader, though. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking it was – and the, the place that we were fishing that day um, was this really, really deep channel, um, ship channel. The pier goes out in the middle of the ship channel. Um, it's like 70 foot deep right there, 10 yards off the um, beach. Not the beach, but 10 yards off the rock. There is no beach. 10 yards off the rock. Uh, and, dude, the fishing off that pier is insane. Like, it's unreal. People catch, oh, my Lord. When the, the size and the amount and different species of fish, it's like an offshore spot, but it's inshore almost. It's so weird because they catch gigantic um, redfish there. Uh, I think one dude caught a huge cobia off that pier as well, which is dumb to think about because if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this, but aren't cobia more gulf species than Atlantic? Okay, I don't left side. I don't know anything about saltwater fishing. Um, are they aren't they an offshore species though? They're a pelagic. You can find them anywhere from inshore to way offshore, three hundred six hundred foot of water. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Where a lot of times they'll just cruise the beaches on their way up the um, Gulf Coast to Louisiana. Yeah. This was That's in. This guy caught this in December. Um. Actually, I was supposed to go down there last weekend because my uncle, he, he lives about three hours from there. Um, and I live, he lives three hours from there. I live about six. Um, he messaged me the other day. He's like, what are you doing this weekend? I said, I don't know. Um, he's like, you want to go down there to the beach? Um, I said, possibly let me make some phone calls. Cause it, cause we were going to leave Friday. He called me on Wednesday, um, which was really short notice, but, um, I was like, I don't know. Let me make some phone calls. I'll see what I can do. Um, and I wasn't able to go. I had something that I'd forgotten about. I called him. I said, yeah, I think I'm ready to go. Um, let me, let me make the phone calls first. And I was like, crap, I gotta be here this weekend. So I wasn't able to go down there. Now they actually, they, they still went, they didn't do very well. They caught a really big shark off the beach though. Um, but other than that, it wasn't nothing, nothing too crazy or anything. If it makes you feel any better, I've only ever caught one redfish. What? I've only ever caught one redfish. If it makes you feel any better. Okay. Okay. I want to say something. Okay. Now I could be completely wrong on this. Like I said, I'm not skilled on saltwater fishing at all. But it seems like the gigantic redfish. Now I know you got like Louisiana that are just covered in redfish. But as far as like Florida. 
goes, I don't, and now I could be wrong on this. Like I said, I could be wrong, but it just, I don't see the like the pictures and stuff of people catching these, you know, 40, 50, 60 inch redfish out of Florida, um, the Gulf Coast of Florida. Uh, I see them on the Atlantic side of Florida. I've seen them in Louisiana. Um, but I don't know. Am I wrong? I probably, uh, but I don't know. Uh, I just seem, it just seems like I don't see the pictures of folks catching these gigantic redfish between about where you are in Florida, the Gulf Coast of Florida, especially like South, especially like South Florida. I don't, I don't think they're, and I'm, I'm sure, I know they're down there. I know they get big down there, but like you take here, for example, people go out when the time is right in my state, Georgia, on the Georgia coast, when the time is right, you can catch 10 and 15, 60 inch redfish in one spot. I mean, people slay them out here. Honestly, oh, and I've watched a lot of videos on red fishing. I don't know. I could be wrong. But from what I've seen, Louisiana and Georgia, when it comes to redfish fishing, I feel like they're head and head, head to head. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it could be wrong. But I've seen some hammers come out of Georgia. I've seen some hammers come out of Louisiana as well. But um, anyway. But what we were going, what we were talking about today is offshore fishing because we got Ross with us tonight, um, so he knows about it. I guess you can enlighten us with your knowledge on on deep sea fishing. Um, so what what is your biggest deep sea fish that you've caught or offshore? Offshore, so we've caught a we've caught a couple sharks. I I, I tried to fight it. I I, I couldn't. I think it was six foot. But the biggest one that I've caught by myself, probably, so probably 20, 25, 30-pound amberjack, not, not super big. That's what I want to catch. I, and I actually know this guy um, that he's not a licensed um, – he's not a licensed charter, but he's got an offshore boat. Um, and he's like, look, man, all you got to do is just pay me for the gas. Um and in like a hundred dollars, like two hundred dollars for gas, because he lives in my town, and he goes offshore fishing in Panama City. Um, see the Panama City or Destin. He's like, I'm not a licensed charter, so you, so you cannot pay me to take you out. But all you gotta do is pay me for the gas to get from here to there and from there to offshore. So I said, he's. So I asked him. I said, Are you available anytime this year? You know. Um, and he said, Really. The best fishing is going to be done down there um, in the fall and spring, um, what he told me. Uh, and I said – and this was like in August when I was talking to him about it. I said, I would love to go another this year, but I just – I ain't really got the time to go another this year. Um, but next year, I'm going, to, I'm going to hopefully try to get with him and go offshore because he catches gigantic – redfish or not redfish well he catches pretty big redfish too but he catches a really big snapper really big grouper he catches a lot of big aj's um cobia uh giant lord have mercy the sheephead that he catches some of them old rigs because he don't just fish in panama city i've seen him fish in louisiana he's taking a boat to louisiana stuff um but the the sheephead that he catches on louisiana some of them are bigger than tire dude they're gigantic, like a wheel. I mean, they're huge. 
this dude is a hammer. I'm not going to say his name, um, but this guy's a hammer. So I'm hoping to get with him uh, this next year and try to go catch him off shore fish. But yeah, and AJ Amberjack is something I would love to catch. Anyway, sorry for interrupting you. Continue. I, I mean, you're, you're fine. I, I don't really even remember how to say anything else. Well, um, there's more to talk about. We can talk about more. Do what? See, yeah, there's plenty more. I mean, we, we've been going for 16 minutes. And like I said, this is just a – you're – I don't know, it's kind of funny because, like, you take, like, a – um, I don't know how to say this. Hmm. Like, somebody who fishes for halibut in Alaska talking to a, a major bass fisherman. Well, that's what we got going here. We got somebody who salt water fishes all the time talking to a guy who plays around with 10-pound green fish. You know, I don't know anything about saltwater fishing. Like, I know, like, when I go to St. Simons, I know how to catch them down there. I know what I know what to use to catch them. And I know what to catch down there. But other than that, I don't know anything about it. The St. Simons is where I go a lot of times. That's not where that pier is, by the way. I'm not going to tell you where that pier is. I can tell you where the pier is, but I can't I – can't, publicly yeah. say where that period is. Yeah. That that spot's too good. Anyway, um, so all right, what is your how far have you been offshore fishing before? Farthest we've been 50 miles. That was the day that I caught a Wahoo year two months ago. Mm-hmm. Now now Okay, because like I see, I was watching Scott Martin's video um, a couple of weeks ago, and he used just like gigantic drop shot looking thing. It had a really big lead weight at the top, at the bottom, and it had a, a hook right here at the top. That I used that a lot for spotted bass. Um, this thing was like a three pound lead weight. He was dropping it down like a mile of water. I mean, it was crazy. Um, the fish 300 plus foot. Wow. What, okay. Yeah, I was thinking to ask you what was what was so it was three hundred plus the deepest you fished before. Yeah, we've been three hundred foot. We could have gone to eight hundred plus foot, but yeah. Um. Well. Okay. So, what is your so we, we I asked you what how far you've been offshore, what's the deepest water you fishing, biggest saltwater fish you caught, um, or biggest fish you caught offshore. Okay. So what do y'all use when y'all are out there fishing in that and offshore? Um, when we're trolling, we'll use like a big DTX, like a big, like a big crankbait, huge bill above like twenty-five feet. Oh lord. Um we use yeah, use duster rigs, macro dusters, which are just like a skirt on two on a, on like three trailer hooks, which is what I caught a wahoo on. Mm-hmm. And when we're deep dropping, we use cigar minnows, like frozen cigar minnows, um, live pinfish, live um, ruby red lips, which is a type of grunt. We use frozen squid, frozen shrimp, 
Benito, then Hayden. Okay. So what is the biggest um what is the biggest uh um bait y'all use? Like what so like I know people will use um these uh I guess they're tuna um as bait for like grouper or whatever. Um like live tuna, I guess. It may be something else, I don't know. Um but what it what is the biggest bait you've ever used before? Biggest bait we've ever used, a whole live white snapper, which is a close relative of sheep's head. It's a type of porgy. It's a red porgy, but charter captains around here call them white snapper. And we we use that and caught the one shark on. Yeah. But normally, the biggest bait we use, a ruby red lip or a pinfish. Okay. Now, do y'all ever, like, go up on the beach and cast net, use a cast net and catch bait fish? If we had a cast net, I would. Mm-hmm. But we, we ain't got a cast net. Okay. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think. So, okay. Uh, now, when y'all go out there, um, what do y'all – what do y'all – um? What, what time, like, how long does it take y'all to get out, just say, 50 miles? 50 miles, run about 20 miles an hour. Um, 20, 30, um, somewhere between one and two and a half hours. So somewhere between two and two and a half hours to go 50 miles. Normally, when we go about 20, which is about, we go 15 to 20, which is like, I don't know, an hour. 45 minutes now okay so when y'all are running 20 because like i know when i'm bass fishing and i'm and i'm fishing in my bass boat i in some cases will run on on it 70 miles an hour now is that is that because when y'all now do y'all run 20 miles an hour because y'all were like in open ocean um and there's a lot of waves, or why, why do y'all run 20 miles an hour? Well, sometimes it's just because we can't get over all the waves. Like, sometimes it's like two to four foot, you know. But, I mean, there's sometimes that it's just straight flat out there, but it's because it's a much heavier boat than a bass boat, you know. And we got yeah. and we got four to eight, and we got four to seven people on the boat at the time, you know. Oh, well, and yeah, all, of, all, all of here. That makes sense. All right. So when you're fishing um offshore, does the tide affect it affect offshore fishing as much? Not really, no. Okay. Like, like I know it really it really affects offshore fishing. I think so. I'm not a big inshore fisherman. When we when we inshore fish, it's normally just for white, white trout and oysters. But I mean offshore tide coming in like Wind can push up the waves, tide can push up the waves, you know, but I mean, that's really all we have to worry about. Yeah. Let's see. So what, what, what rod and reels do y'all use when y'all are fishing? We use big um, spinning reels. Like the smallest ones we use out there is 4,000s, but I normally use a 5,000 size pin, 
we got two eight thousands, three or four, three or four six thousands, and like eight five thousands, which which we take. And then for trolling, we use big conventional reels, like it's like a bait caster, but yeah, not. Okay. Uh, so, what are what are the best times to go for someone who who someone who doesn't know really much about saltwater fishing, such as myself, or as far as offshore fishing? What is the best time to go offshore fishing for, like, just a general layout of species? Nothing now, not not talking like targeting a specific species of fish, but just a general layout of species. When when is the best time to go? So. Oh. Calm waves, calm waves, calm wind. So they're not like a specific time to go during the year. I mean, summer it feels better than it does winter. Fall, spring feels the best, you know. Yeah. So, so how cold? How cold does it usually get when y'all? You know, let's just say you got like an, on a on a winter day. How cold? Is it out there? 35, 40. Okay. Like, I know y'all aren't on, like, the actual – um, no, y'all aren't on, like, the south the south part of the ocean, like South Florida or something. I know y'all are further north into the Gulf. Uh, so, actually, I want to look on Google Earth and see how far 50 miles out is. I was kind of curious to that. What do y'all? So you might be able to see like a big, huge crater, like in the Gulf, like right near the, like close, like fifty miles from the Alabama coast. That's what we call the nipple, and the elbow. what? The nipple. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what is there to catch out there? I mean, that's where you find stuff like Pelagics, like Wahoo. Go farther, you get marlin, yellowfin tuna, um, blackfin tuna, bonita, mahi, uh, maybe some cobia, maybe some king bass. And then on the like rock reefs, you'll find stuff like grouper, snapper. There's ruby red lip way out there too. Amber There's jacks. What? There's the ruby red lip bait fish. You can find them everywhere offshore. But you got amberjacks, snapper, grouper, sometimes African pompano, maybe cobia, white snapper. Okay. Um, so when y'all are when y'all are out there, um, do y'all? Because I've seen some pictures of people catching a few like redfish offshore, but do y'all really catch redfish offshore? Any? I've only ever caught one redfish that was 10 miles off the beach on an oil rig. On what? It was at an oil rig. It was 10 miles off the beach, and it was a 20-pound redfish, so it was a big bull. Yeah. I didn't even know there was oil rigs on that part of the Gulf. Right, right up, all the way up Mobile Bay and straight out. Okay, because see, I always, I always thought that they were like Louisiana, Texas area. See, that's the oil rigs. We have gas rigs, natural gas. Oh, okay. further out, but like get like 100 miles out, then there's oil rigs. Yeah. 
Um, so what do y'all what do y'all look for when y'all go out there? We normally fish on private reefs. It's like we get to the spot, troll around trying to find like where the marks are, and that's where we anchor, throw the trolling motor out. Mm-hmm. We normally go for red snapper because they're easy to catch, good to eat, and to a person got all summer weekends on summer to catch them. Now, how much do y'all usually go out out there fishing? 50 times a year. Okay. Like once a weekend. How many times, how many times have y'all been out this year? Thirty probably. Now what? Now what did I heard you call the? I saw how you caught the redfish this year. Um, you caught that this year, didn't you? It was last year. Oh, okay, okay. You're like two days before my birthday. Okay. Uh, when do you? Oh, I actually already asked you that question. Um, I'm thinking of other things to ask you. Uh, so what? What do you? What all can you catch on an on a on a gas rig or an oil rig? Gas rigs is where spade fish, sheep's head, white trout, speckled trout, I assume. Never caught in specs. Um we've caught we've caught a couple black drum and my one redfish, and then inshore there's been a couple redfish caught. There's bait fish. You even find some snapper on there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so what are y'all, what is like the, um, what is like the average water temperature out there? I guess in the summer it'd be like 70 to 80, somewhere in there. Winter, probably 40. Okay. These are kind of like random questions, but I just, I just, like, I don't know, like, I know nothing about saltwater fishing and like but like offshore fish i know absolutely nothing about it um i know a little bit about uh inshore fishing from up here not even a boat just from up here um but like i said i don't know anything about um offshore fishing someone i i know actually caught this really really big shark last year um offshore fishing uh it was a monster shark that thing was gigantic um and he actually, it was crazy because he was fishing for snapper. The shark had ate the snapper whole, got hooked on the hook that he that the snapper was on, and he wound up landing that shark. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I, and I actually watched the video of it. They were videoing the entire thing. Um, and anyway, so yeah, he was he caught it. He caught the um he had he had a snapper on his line. Um. And the shark ate the snapper and got hooked, um, which was dumb to me. Like, I never, I would never think, because all the fish that I play with, like, I catch, you know, for example, my the biggest fish that I've caught this year um, is probably a, a my PB bass, because I hadn't, which is 9.9 pounds. I hadn't um, went out this year and fished for really anything else other than bass. Uh, 
I do have some stropper. I do fish for a lot of big stroppers. Um, come wintertime, when they start releasing water at the my local uh, lake behind my house, not behind my house, but down the road from my house, uh, when they start drawing it down for the wintertime, um, that's when those fish really get up there and run. That's when I catch a lot of my bigger fish for the year, some of my 30 and 40 pounders. Um, I actually, I've never caught a 40 pound striper, but I've caught a 30 pound striper. Um, anyhow, uh, but I honestly, I've never caught a redfish before, but I've seen people catch them before. Um, I've seen my uncle catch a really big one before. Like I watched my uncle re- catch a 30 pounder, 30 pound redfish. And I don't know, I could be dumb for saying this, but to me, it seems like a striper striped bass is like a, um, a freshwater version of a redfish. Because, I wouldn't argue. Do what? I would not argue that. Because like the the way I caught my biggest striper was it was insane. I had a a whopper plopper this big, a river to sea whopper plopper this big, uh eighty pound braid, a um gigantic loose bait caster, the super duty with a handle on it that big, an extra heavy rod. My drag was tightened down as far as it could go. This striper was stripping drag like a crappie on a two-pound two monofilament. I mean, it was stripping drag. And to me, like I said, I could be wrong, but to me, a striper is like a, um, a freshwater version of redfish. And something I don't think a lot of people know about a striper is a striper is actually saltwater as well. Um, some stripers will move off, not offshore, but um, inshore into some of the marsh and stuff. I don't know if you know about that or not. People catch stripers in saltwater. They're one of the few fish that can move from freshwater to saltwater, I think. I could be wrong. All right, I know what happened. Shoot. Big lag. Huh? Big lag. Yeah, my Wi-Fi disconnected. Okay, well, we might want to end it from here because it's just going to get even worse. Um, so, Ross, thanks for coming on. Uh, I would like to continue it from here, but thanks for having me. is acting crazy because I lost my hotspot for some reason. Um. But, Ross, thank you for coming on. And, uh, like I said, go hit that subscribe button um, and leave us a comment of an idea for a podcast you want us or questions you want us to answer. Anyway, uh, thank you all for watching, and we'll catch you all in the next podcast. Bye.